This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. Another bleak chapter in the cost of living crisis. Inflation has reached a 40-year high at 9.4%. Well, that jump will be causing huge concern to families up and down the country who were already squeezed. Of course, we've had that very long squeeze on living standards in our country, the longest squeeze since Napoleonic times over the last 12 years. Labour Party Chair Annalise Dodds reacting to the news there. But Simon Clark, Chief Secretary to the Treasury, says the government and the Bank of England are focused on tackling this issue. We are confident, uh, and crucially the Bank of England is confident, that we will see a marked improvement in 2023. In the meantime, as the government's putting in place a £37 billion package of support for families up and down the country. Clips courtesy of BBC Breakfast. So things apparently should get better by next year, and some support measures have been announced. But is it enough? Those on low and middle incomes are already feeling it, and many are struggling to make ends meet. 2023 seems like a long time to hang on until. Jack Leslie is a senior economist at the Resolution Foundation. So inflation today in the latest figures uh, hit uh, 9.4%. That means sort of the basket of products that we all buy as consumers, uh, the prices today are 9.4% higher than they were a year ago, and that is a 40-year high. Um, It's up from 9.1% last month, driven by the really big rise uh, in petrol prices that we've seen recently. So that's they're at a record high, um, as anyone will know if they've been filling up their cars uh, in recent months. But but also food prices have risen have risen quite a lot, and they're 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 uh, at a 13 year high, and and it's nearing double digit inflation now. So it's just below 10 percent. Jack, how concerned should we all be about this? I think it's quite hard to overstate how significant the economic shock that these price rises are 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 for households so we know that um uh, uh lower income families are, are very exposed to price rises so if you uh, figures from the bank of england for example put uh, the the proportion of families who are in the poorest 10% of the country, they say that uh, over 90% of uh, all of their spending is on essentials. And that's a relatively narrow definition of essentials. It, it doesn't include things that we might think of as essentials like, like clothing. Um, and so as soon as price rises increase, that 
absolutely hits their living standards. So, you know, cutting back on things that are, 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 you know, are crucial things like eating, things like putting food on the table. And this is going to get worse uh, as we go to later in the year. The latest estimates are for the energy price cap when it gets reset in October to hit uh, £3,200. You know, if we if we wind back to, to a year ago, uh, typical energy energy bills for families were about £1,000. So that, that's a huge increase in costs. How long do you see this level of inflation continuing for? So forecasts generally point to high inflation being something that's going to stay be in place for, for the next year or so. So we know gas prices in Europe are still really high. They've been they've been climbing uh, over recent uh, weeks and months. Um, looking a bit further ahead than that, uh, there are some potential positive signs. So we've seen oil prices globally fall back a bit. We've seen some raw material prices, um, wholesale uh, food commodity prices as well have, have fallen back. So there are some signs that maybe next year we'll see inflation fall quite quickly back to levels that we're we're uh, sort of all more used to. But that doesn't mean that the cost pressures go away. So inflation is a measure of how fast prices increase. Um, but uh, we're not currently expecting a big fall in energy bills um, over the next few years. And so, you know, we're, we're locking in a, a kind of poor economy where people are just spending more money uh, on on heating their homes, on, on lighting, things like that. Um, and, and, you know, so that's something that we're going to have to deal with over the next few years. Simon Clark, Chief Secretary to the Treasury, said we'll see a marked improvement in inflation by 2023. Does more need to be done to tackle this now? I think it, the package of measures that the government announced uh, back in May uh, were, were a really big step forward in terms of protecting uh, families from from the worst effects. But uh, I think there there is there is there is likely going to have to be more done, um, and that's particularly because energy bills uh, look like they're going to be higher. So when the government announced their their package of support. Um, a couple of months ago, uh, they were expecting uh, average energy bills to be £2,800 a year. As I said, they're, they're now looking like they're going to be over 3200 So, you know, £400 uh, a year, uh, you know, for, for lots of people, that doesn't necessarily sound like loads. But if you are only just about making your budget, uh, uh, you know, work... Uh, and your bills are four hundred pounds higher, then that that is a huge impact. Um, and we're we are seeing particularly fast 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 inflation in food as well. That's beating expectations from earlier. So I think I think it's going to be really hard to see how the government doesn't doesn't announce more support as we as we go towards the autumn. The Resolution Foundation also has some research out today about the wealth gap and arrears. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, something that really matters for how uh, the cost of living crisis affects a family is whether they have ways to deal with the the the, the kind of cost increases they're dealing with. So, you know, one obvious way is if if a family has savings to fall back on, then they can protect their living standards by by use, using those savings. Um, what our re- research shows that uh, is that lower income families are really much more financially vulnerable; they're much less likely to have savings. So. Um, uh, the proportion of families uh, with no savings at all um, is uh, four times higher for for the lowest income than it is for 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 better off families, and the types of they're they're also lower income families also more likely to have 
existing high levels of debt and particularly harmful types of debt like bill arrears. So our research shows that uh, bill arrears are particularly associated with high levels of anxiety, low happiness when people sort of report their well-being. Um, and so as we go into the cost of living crisis, people's energy bills are high. That's going to be a kind of debt that is uh, particularly fast growing. It's going to be particularly fast growing for lower income families. And this is really just going to compound uh, compound the difficulties they face. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more about the cost of living crisis from Jack Leslie, Senior Economist at the Resolution Foundation. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Jack, let's look into the cost of living crisis in more detail. Obviously, it's an ongoing issue and the Resolution Foundation has been monitoring this very closely. Just put it into context for us. How much are people struggling at the moment? Yes. So, I I mean, we're we're seeing a lot of different effects start to happen. And I think it's worth saying that while uh, sort of bills have gone up very quickly uh, over the past few months, uh, this is really only the start of the cost of living crisis. We, we we've got a long way to run with high high price increases. So um, you know, lots of these effects are going to build, but we we know that there are increasing numbers of people turning to uh, debt advice charities um, as a result of. Um, uh, the cost of living crisis, we're seeing increasing numbers of people turning to, uh, food banks to get by. Um, we're seeing rising, yeah, food insecurity more, more generally, um, and, and vulnerabilities. So that there, there's a whole range of, um, uh, sort of social impacts that, that, that the cost of living crisis is starting to have and will continue to have over the next few months. What would you like to see happen to tackle the cost of living crisis? So I think, I think it's, it, it's a really difficult, uh, issue i don't think uh that there are easy answers you know this is high price uh rises are, are happening throughout europe partially as a result of the russian invasion of ukraine uh but also in other other areas of the world and so this is this is uh not easily solved by uh domestic policy making you know there's only so much that, that the government could do to affect you know global oil prices for example um so what what the government does need to do and and this is what they 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 ha- have been doing uh back in may but is to focus support on on families uh who are going to face the biggest uh, living standards falls as a result of 
the cost of living crisis. Um, and so I think more support for people on benefits, uh, for people who with, with disabilities, older families, potentially as we go into the winter uh, to support uh, being able to to keep the heating on because uh, both groups are more vulnerable if if they if they can't can't heat their homes um uh, and potentially you know more more done in terms of uh providing you know those those necessities uh, like food um that, that that people need now i know you can't predict the future but how do you see the cost of living crisis unfolding as you said, this is only really the start of things. Well, I think we're we're already seeing some 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 effects. You know, I think the increasing numbers of strikes um, is is one area. So that we've had um, public sector pay settlements announced, and they're much lower on average than uh, the rate of inflation. And so we're going to, you know, you know, workers wanting to to have uh, to have uh, not not wanting to face real terms cuts in their wages. Um, I think is 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 a is a big area. We're also probably going to see a, a rise in the numbers of people who who are just not paying their bills, um, and so that's going to cause difficulties for uh, for energy companies in particular, but other companies. And and we're probably going to have a wider economic slowdown. So there are some early signs there. So we're seeing the, the number of vacancies um, for job job market vacancies, which have been a record high. They've started to fall a little bit, which is potentially early signs of of that uh, slowdown in the economy. And so you know that's that's a broader issue for for businesses and 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 for workers as, as we go forward and that's it from the leader this podcast is back tomorrow at 4 p.m Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.